Welcome to the Beers and Bucks Podcast with your hosts, Mike and Tim. Uh, hi. We did it. What are the, what's the over under that when, when we turn this on that. That what? That the audio doesn't work? I didn't actually turn my volume off or something. Jake's normally the first one to not have his audio off. Yeah. But it actually sounds like the fellas did it, I think, for the first time ever. This is the first time in four years. Well, we don't know that yet. They got the audio working. I haven't even been able to click into Um, it. Yeah, I mean, hey, I can't, I don't see it anywhere. But, ooh, somebody just opened a beer. Hello. Cheers to almost the weekend. It's planting season. July 26th, we're in the thick of it. It is crazy around here. The guys are slinging seed like nobody's business. It's it's wild. We've got like 40 inches of rain in the last three days. It's all, been nuts. All the rain we didn't get for the last six months, we've got. So we're back to normal now, so that's good. I got here a little early. I had a, I've already had them in Wisconsin, so I'm going to switch Ooh. it up, and I'm going to have the light hopping barrel. Ooh. Maybe they, you should have one of their new beers. The Hazy Valley. That's Sammy's favorite beer right here. It's a more of a Stillwater vibe kind six, of beer. Six percent alcohol. Skater Boy IPA or kinds. I'll you stick, know? This one's even four. I think my Coors Lights are three eight. I I think I'm going to stick to the tried and true. The old three, lemon breaker. Three seven. Yeah, you can. Somebody look that up. What's a twelve ounce Coors? Four. I don't know. I bet it's like I bet it's strong three. It's a it's a full bodied beer. I will say that in the last week I've had. Two friends who watch Beers and Bucks find Lemon Breaker. One one had got us from his buddy, and the other one found it in Minnesota. So it's starting spreading. to starting to spread its wings out there. Four point two. Thank you, Tyler. You. There we go. See, you just asking, you shall receive. I, I we we uh, on our Facebook page dropped a little a little pre show opportunity to win some stuff, and we've got twenty five questions to answer. So I think planting is on the mind. How, how are things at your farm, Timmy? Well, uh, oh, sorry, sore subject. Not great. Sorry. <laughs> we uh, we went like six weeks without rain, and no. Dad spent a lot of time out in our big field. I'm glad you give him credit this time. He put about probably eight acres total corn, beans. The corn was looking fabulous, shoulder level. Hail storm comes through and F's all the corn and the soybeans. So we get down to the lower field because we plant corn just as like a screen, but they also, they can eat it and uh, all that corn's F'd. So we're kind of back to square one here on the... Uh, square one's a good place in my opinion. We got plenty of time. It, it just, it sucks because he put a lot of time. We, we farm... A bigger chunk with small equipment, and it takes him a lot of time to put it in. So, to to see it all just crushed was uh, pretty bad. But now we're we're scrambling, and it's like, all right, well, we're we're not even into August yet. We got plenty of time to plant. Lots of time. Um, you know, for us, putting incognito in probably wouldn't do the screening justice. We we might if we get rain and we had good soil. Um, so now we're just. Uh, Looking, but there's like a half mile stretch as far as you can on either side of our property where all the corn's toast. So what my thought is, is, okay, if all the corn is toast, we've got an 18 acre field here. We call that opportunity. Let's put as much food as we possibly can in in it. And uh, I think it it actually could prove 
beneficial for our hunting um just not having all those standing corn i think fields. it's going to surprise you i think uh a, a good recipe of domain here in the next two months is going to brighten things up a little bit and to what timmy was talking about with this corn is as far as concealment not concealment but like they use it to break up their plots so the deer can feed in it in between plots they still use incognito to access mm-hmm. where deer don't feed um so yeah it'll be i mean we had a tornado in hudson two nights ago the weather's just been nuts it uh, so, wrecked a bunch of trees in north hudson a bunch of my buddies yeah. parents places and stuff trees like just giant trees and i mean we had a we had a tree go down at our land from one of the storms that we figure is probably a hundred year old tree, year old oak tree. It's I mean, been, massive right over the driveway. I'm like that's ah, perfect spot. It's been all or nothing these days. It's either the drought or a, or a thunderstorm or a tornado. I mean, so hopefully, I, I looked at the farmer's almanac, and if you believe in that thing, the next sixty days look pretty good from a moisture standpoint. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I think it's going to be a fantastic August for planting. Yeah. So it's perfect timing to have beers and bucks. Perfect timing to lay out a new plan at the proving grounds. Well, I sent a I sent a video to uh was it last weekend? I don't know if I did one this last weekend when we were up there of the uh sugar mama that we planted last year right out in front of oh, the yeah. cabin in Target Field and went in and frostied it with hot chicken comeback kit and it is looking money i see blake yunker found himself some sugar mama to plant so that's good i i love the idea of establishing like we wanted to establish clover plots that we didn't we just we have so many plots now that we're putting in where it's like let's have a little bit more low maintenance where we're not having to go in and till it every year Mm -hmm. you got to mow it a couple of times a year and it is coming in unreal there's eight to ten deer a night coming out into it it's been really cool to see that and it's really poor soil like really poor soil so we've been answering thousands of questions in the last month probably about planting and have made a concerted effort to try to integrate more perennials into people's fall planting program so often in the northern half of the u.s we think perennials should just be planted in the spring and down south they plant them in the fall but I tell you what, using a nurse crop, like pick any one of our fall brassica mixes, blend in some perennials. Um, the old spinner that we, we we nicknamed Bombshell and Hot Chick the spinner because Spency kind of Spency's kind of trying to make it more relevant. And it's and it's a perfect example of how you use a nurse crop brassicas to grow fast and shade the clover as they grow and establish to grow perennials in the fall. I don't really understand the spinner thing. That's his nickname. I'm not sure why. I don't ask questions. Sounds kind of like some like yeah. some weird they call him spinner. I think it's because the wheels to. are always spinning. He's always thinking and asking questions. He's a he's like an aide on a fact finder, so he's always asking questions. His wheels are always spinning. Is that one of them like kinky strip joints or something? The spinner? No, I don't think so. But it it could be. You know, I Oof. mean, maybe you should. I know you're always looking to diversify your portfolio. Let's, Maybe, not, uh, let's not let it detract from the point that putting in brassicas and mixing in some perennials mm-hmm. is a really good idea. That, that's where Sugar Mama has really picked up some steam this year, and it's just like it's so smart. You come in in the spring, even if you didn't frost seed it, next spring instead of being just dirt because they pot up all your radishes, all your uh, turnips, all that, like you have beautiful clover coming up. Mm-hmm. and. That's what we saw with ours is all of last year's clover that we planted was coming up 
and then you saw all the clover that we frost seeded was still trying to mature well even that prevented or presented a blocker to let those yep. new plants mature so yeah i mean between hall pass boss brew and sugar Mountain, we've got three and then with comeback hidden hot chick you can creatively blend those into big sexy showstopper smackdown bombshell green machine no bs um but even even no bs has clover and chicory in it absolutely my horseshoe plot that we always put in no bs it's a awesome plot well it's so thick of clover and chicory this year that we might not replant it i wouldn't looks awesome i'd leave it i'd leave it so i think if this spring taught us anything it reinforced the fact that we need to consider planting more perennials in the fall with our program because really clover and chicory is a second year plant. It takes that first year to develop root system and, and build up a strong foundation, if you will, so that year two, three, four, and five, it is thriving and flexing. Well, so, what, what have we seen as a trend the last, I mean, realistically, the last three to four years is May and June have been crazy dry. Yeah. And you go, okay, well, you're going to go in and you're going to try and plant your spring plots. Well, if they don't if they don't get rain, it, I went down a rabbit hole with our buddy Arnie. He came down to the cabin, I don't know, three weekends ago. And I was like, oh, well, we got this big 200-gallon uh, tank of water. I'm going to water the plots. I'm like, we're going to take care of this thing. Like, all my plots are going to be phenomenal. Then I went down a rabbit hole. With how many gallons? Because they always say, like, well, nothing beats rain, rainwater, right? And I always thought it was maybe just something in the water, like minerals or something. That Oh, no. A half inch of rain across a football field is like 37,000 gallons of water. Your tank's not big enough, Timmy. Ah, no shit. But think about that. You go, oh, well, like, I'm going to, like, water them, and it's like, Literally a inch of rain and something like 70. I, I, you can fact check me. Maybe my math is off, but I want to say likely. It was, I, th- I want to say it was uh, it was either half inch of rain or an inch of rain. Regardless, the numbers are still astronomical. Thirty-seven thousand gallons. Mother Nature does it best. She makes she determines she determines our fate every year. So I'm hopeful that she's going to repay us here in August. Yes, hopefully this you know rain. Well, we keep getting we had. Two rainstorms this past weekend at the cabin. One was an inch and a half and one was two inches of rain. Yeah. Over the last week, we've had five and a half inches of rain. I know this because Mel got me a rain gauge. I think that's a sign of getting older. She said, I'm, com- I'm becoming a dad now. Like, you need to have a rain gauge. And I don't she have bought a rain me, gauge. She bought me half-calf white socks. Dear God. Yeah. And if you're a dad now, a- you have to look like an idiot. Well, I need the jean shorts. She bought me a t-shirt that's got a wolf on it, and it's like howling with the moon. Was this like a gag gift? No, I think she... You got a rain gauge, cat five socks, and a wolf shirt. Like, realistically, I was pretty excited about it, so... Hmm. How come you didn't wear your wolf shirt? I should have... Instead, you got your... your, your, I I came to work wearing this shirt that you can't see. I had to match them. It's our new Beers and Bucks t-shirt. Next Beers and Bucks, I'll wear the wolf shirt. Every Beers and Bucks t-shirt purchase tonight gets a free legacy camo hat. Ooh. I'll show the people. These, these so we nice. got we updated nice. our Beers and Bucks shirts. We were out of them, and uh, Jake gave them all away. And uh, we had to get some new ones in. So we, we kind of updated the shirt. It's God damn it, it's nice. Um, Jake's such a nice guy. One inch of rain on one acre is 27,000 gallons. So Tim was way off. No, one. I said, said 37,000 or 67,000 or... 
a million gallons. I don't remember what it was. The Anytime point, you're getting into tens of thousands, it's ample. The point is, your jug wasn't big enough. I had I 200. Mean, you're, you're used to just not being big enough. I, that's fair. <laughs> it's a little bit I firm. I mean, as it comes to football and wrestling and things of that That nature. was a little bit firm. Yeah. Was I a star athlete in football? No. <laughs> Would I have probably thrived in cross country? Sure. That involves running. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Uh, I think you should have been the 103-pound wrestler because every high school team needs a 103-pounder because nobody else can be 103 pounds. It's a guaranteed 20-win season because you're going to forfeit all those matches. One time I got pinned by a girl. Like, it's not a big deal. Hey, I'd like to th- – your wife could pin you right now. Mel, she'd whoop my ass. That'd be twice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm horrified. Con- I'm convinced my wife would kick my ass too. So. Oh, no shit. I grew up with her. <laughs> She'd come back from the Y after doing freaking, uh, what's that, the uh, Billy Blank, the the old uh, workout thing that was hot for Billy a while. Billy Blank? Like the punch, like where they punch <laughs> and like kick and stuff and they kick nothing. And she'd come back and she's like, I did kickboxing and she'd wow. wheel me in the leg. I'm like, ow. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, your wife's no joke. Nope, she, uh, you got to mind your P's and Q's around her. 27,000 gallons. That's a lot eight. of gallons, Tim. One inch of rain. A lot of gallons of water there. All right, let's hop on. We, so we, uh, we we dropped a little line on our web or on our Facebook page a couple hours ago asking for some questions. And two of those folks are going to win a domain prize pack. Tim will decide what it is, but I'm going to answer some questions. When are your new hats dropping? I don't know what hat Steven's talking about. What hat are you talking about? Is it the super sleek black one with the antlers on it? Could be. With the little domain logo on the Jake side? Jake gave all those away. We don't have any right now. I didn't even know. So I, I like don't come to the shop, and then all of a sudden I come in, and like everyone's wearing this new hat. And I'm like, what's this new hat? And they're like, oh, no, none of your business. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I see how it is. Well, I, I confiscated one. Suckers nice. They are nice. They're also they're also out of stock. So I mean, maybe we'll do a maybe we'll do a late year release. We got a few things we'll come out with. We're gonna we're gonna try to add a few pieces of apparel to our arsenal this fall, maybe. Probably next spring, but we'll see. That hat is pretty sweet though. I agree. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. And I hate new like I hate getting a new hat. Because they're tough to break in. You got to break, especially yeah. the Richardsons. Some of them, like, you got to get them broken, but then once they're broken, they're phenomenal. But then I sweat through them. You got to get a good sweat in them. That's the key. That's yes, probably but then you oversweat. Probably where you're missing it. That's a good point. Takes some physical labor. Yeah, I would try sweating a little bit in it. I did buy a new chainsaw the other day, though. I went in because um, the tree went down. Dad went into this place and bought a, a 16 inch bar new steel chainsaw. Ooh. So I went to the same one, and he's like, oh, yeah, I remember your your dad was in earlier. And I was like, which one did he get? He's like, oh, this one here with the 16-inch bar. One bigger. I bought one bigger. I got an 18-inch bar and a bigger engine. And then he had to get home and say, hey, Dad, how do I use this thing? I wrote, I wrote, <laughs> I wrote, I wrote my name on the chainsaw and just set it next to his so he knows. So yours, will be, yours will be the clean orange one that just sits there all the time, and yep. yours will be just the, the worn-out steel I guarantee steel you he used, he, he's like, well, like, well, you're gonna you cut. You're gonna cut your leg off with that. I was like, well, with your little puny one, I'd only get halfway through. With mine, Ooh. it's at least it's a clean, clean there slice. Go. There you go. You got 20 inch legs, huh? They're pretty. Huh. I've been riding the Peloton. <laughs> well, I didn't you ride a 20 it. 20 inch waist. I didn't yeah. ride the Peloton the other day, but I walked past mm. it. 
That counts. That does count. Yep. I was winded. Just turn the app on, hit start. It'll it'll give you like the oh Timmy Road today. It, it is kind of disappointing yeah. when you roll up to it and it kind of turns on. It's like, do you want to log in? And Mel's is logged in and she's crushing rides and mine's just sitting there. In my little profile. It's like you've ridden five times in the last three hundred and sixty five days. It's like ooh yeah, good investment. Good thing you don't have an elk hunt coming. It's up. an that investment in my health. You. you know yeah. You got the investment part down yet? So <laughs> work on the other part. Ooh, all right, what else we got here? I saw one here I wanted to answer Billy to. Billy Blank's workout. Thank you, Josh. There we go. What was it? Ty Bo. Ty Bo. That was a great workout. We did it in gym class. Ooh. All right, Robert Reed, what is the best blend and strategy to plant into a standing clover plot? All right, so hate to break it to you. That's a tough one. But with a comeback kit or a hot chick plot already established with such a vast root system that's 30 inches deep, they're not going to allow much for competition. So you're going to kind of waste those seeds that you broadcast into it. You might get some brassicas to German grow, but they're going to get suffocated out. The best strategy, till in strips, add some brassicas that way. Um, you're not going to want to just toss seed into a standing clover plot. You're just not going to have much success, unfortunately. Um, Timmy, your turn. Yeah, I would say, I mean, the same. Like plant them at the same time. Even, I mean, even going in and trying to broadcast clover into standing like a mature standing brassica plot, like you might get some seed. It's all seed to soil contact, right? So, you know, those clover plots get thick and good luck getting seed to soil contact. So, yeah, I think putting in strips would be probably the best. All righty. Best call. We're going to, so if we don't answer all these, I promise I will answer them all after the show because there are a ton of them. I'm planting green machine and Smackdown. Do I need to wheel roll it down or just let the rain do that? Are you planting them together, Mark, or separately? I would love to drag in Green Machine, although we've cultivated it at your house. At the Proving Grounds, it's done really well. And SmackDown, rain can do it. Green Machine just has those little larger rye, oat, and pea seeds that I like to try to get them covered a little less than a quarter inch just to make sure that your damn turkeys don't take over and eat them all. Well, I think if you, if you, if you, are you broadcasting it in to tilled ground, or is it something that you also true. tilled? maybe settled a bit, then you sprayed it, and then you're broadcasting it in. Um, definitely going to want to pack it in. Some some of those seeds, that, like like the like Big Sexy and some of those, like I think you can get away with like a cult packer going in where you haven't tilled up the ground. But I like having like a little bit of loose soil, broadcasting it, then packing it down, and I feel like you get really good seed-to-soil contact that way. I like it. All right. Um what in your product line would you recommend in a year where you need to rotate off brassicas? Oh, we've got some options for you, George. Overall, it'd be a great one. Kind of rebuild that soil. Mother load's another good one um, with all the legumes in there, helping to fixate nitrogen, some good kind of soil builders. So overall, mother load and or comeback kin hot chick. Those four are kind of our perfect rotational products that really kind of give you that gap year. And with those products, don't expect a gap year in deer being attracted to them and hunting over it. All four of those are hunter-friendly. Um, you're going to have deer in there just like you will your brassicas. So those are the four I'd go to. Timmy, is a half-acre plot big enough? I plan on putting in big, sexy, and bombshell in a week or two. Also, do I need to rotate different mixes every season? Justin Carranza. Well, mind your seed rates because each one of those jugs plants a half-acre. So um, half-acre is definitely big enough. Um, I think you... Depending on your graze pressure, you know you might want to mix in some perennials in there, something that can handle some more of that. But 
I think the biggest mistake you could make, like put a quarter or half of the jug, a half of the jug, and only put that amount of seed down if it's truly a half, total half a half acre, because biggest mistake you'll make is you'll put all your seed down because you can't see the seed when it hits the dirt and your plot turns out kind of weak in comparison to what it should be. So mind your seed rate, split it up. I think the variety is great. Um, but I think that's a, a common mistake. Even I, I make this mistake all the time because I'm like, oh, I should probably take one more pass. Human nature. I, I don't think I got enough seed down there. Seed setting one on a Scott spreader, walk fast. You can always go over it twice. If you dump it all out in the first 10 feet, it's damn hard to pick those little seeds up. But me- so. yeah, you can't me- measure it out on on Onyx and actually yeah, understand sure. what. Do you actually have point four? We've made that mistake. We had a five acre field that turned into one point nine. Whoopsies! <laughs> yeah, you get down there, you're like, this sucker is massive. No, like an acre is way bigger than you think it is. It's, it's little, a football like, th- field. It's three quarters of a football field. Yeah, I mean, it's like it is big. It's way bigger than you think. So, yes. Map that out and then do back the math out for each of your mixes and put that amount of seed down. At like, And then, Justin, with that half jug of bombshell and half jug of big sexy, seal those bad boys up, store them in a cool, dry place. They'll be good to go next year. Yep. So, And as far as rotation on there, I'll run Braska's two years in a row. I'd like at that third year to convert it. Um, so what I'll do sometimes is in year two, I'll blend it with a perennial. So that perennial comes up in year three. There's your conversion. You've got your perennials running all year. And then the following year, you can replant something else. All right. Um, can I ask Timmy. you a question? Ooh, yeah. What exactly does Dirty Deeds do for the soil? Oh, man. I tell you what. We've done a shitty job of telling people how good Dirty Deeds is at improving your soil. It's a humic humic product, humic based, humic based, acid-based product. Look up humic acid on the internet. On the interweb? Do you and go to Ask Jeeves? You could. You could go to ask whatever the hell you want. Spencer doesn't even know what that is. And you know what? That was from 2009 probably. But humic acid in your soil, look it up. It is quite possibly one of the most important things you can add to your soil because it kind of unlocks your soil's potential to, or your plant's potential to then absorb the nutrients in your soil. It also blocks toxins from getting into the plants. And our soil is full of toxins, unfortunately. It allows your soil to hold or attain more moisture. So in a year like this, man, wouldn't that have been nice to have been putting dirty deeds down early in the spring and running it through the year. Um, so what it does, I mean, without there's a lot of factors that go into food plotting, but using dirty deeds will increase the forage potential on your property without question. It's going to allow your fertilizer to work better, your plants to utilize more of it, and you're going to grow bigger bulbs and bigger plants. End of the day. Um, that's just what humic acid does. And that product, the worse your soil, the better it works. If you live in Wisconsin, have sandy soil, and you're not using it, you're wasting money. Shame on you. Because you sure could be. I mean, covers an acre. Um, I mean, you, you really can't put too much of it down. But what I do say, and people ask all the time, like, when do I apply it? How do I apply it? So you can put it down when you plant, till it in. You can put it down after you till, after you plant. You can put it down when plants are growing. I like to do it before a rain. Rain pushes it into the soil, activates it, lets it work faster. That way it can work into the roots, get those nutrients into your plants. Liquid Courage on the flip side, only spray it on your plants. Don't just spray it on the dirt. And when you use it, spray it early in the morning so that kind of when there's dew on the plants, gives that plant all day to absorb it. That one, give it some time before rain before you use it. If you use it during rain, it's going to wash all that off. It's still effective, not nearly as effective. 
you want it to be absorbed through the stems and the roots. And those two products are really a simple, easy, and affordable way. Go look at how much fertilizer costs and all these other products. It's a simple, easy, and affordable way to maximize the tonnage on your property. And tonnage equals more deer, more well, tonnage, well, more Well, liquid food. courage, eight, eight, eight ounces per acre, right? No. 32. 32 ounces. But, I mean, it's the same thing. Sorry, hold on. 32 ounces, and there's 60 ounces That in Hudson here. math program, I tell you, yeah. they really got it. So there, there's 30, 32 ounces per acre, and there's 60 there we go. ounces Six, in here. 64. So, 64, sorry. So that's enough for two acres. God, I'm all frazzled. I'm all frazzled now. And I, I mean, It doesn't help that I got the peep squad staring at me. I mean, We used to do this in Mike's basement, and all I had was, like, Brantley would sometimes stare at me, and then Always, sometimes yeah. Veda would look at me. And now I got three guys looking at me. I'm just getting nervous. But I mean, two two acres. Yeah, I mean, one acre, two acres. Dirty deeds can be applied at any time. Liquid Courage once plants are growing. Liquid Courage once a month would be my recommendation. Yeah. Start it with a granular fertilizer. Get those plants going, and then hammer it with liquid forage. Forage. Liquid courage. Do we need to take a quick once five? A month. I think maybe. The beer's starting to get to me, I think. 3.7% bullshit. <laughs> I slipped a little whiskey in there. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, like I said, we've we've done a poor job of fully explaining like how they work, why they work, and why you should use them. It's really just to benefit your forage production. Everybody we talk to wants the best plot they can have. Well, a lot of times that starts with the soil, making sure your pH is right, making sure... Your organic matters, right? Your CEC, all these things that help plants absorb nutrients. Yep. That's the goal. And, and Dirty Deeds kind of unlocks that. It gives you the keys to the car. So um, it, it, it does the dirty work for you. Whew. All right, next question. That was a great, whoever interjected there, that was good. Timmy, what implements do you use on your food plots? Lamar Burkhart. Kind of depends. Some, we've been gradually getting more. So we have a disc that we use. What, okay, let's talk through your food plot life in the last 10 years. What did you start with? Yep. And where are you now? So when we first started, we had a landscaping rake and, a, cha- and a chainsaw. And your dad's John Deere riding lawnmower. In the lawnmower, we'd blow shit off and yeah. then go and we would... He'd pull his lawn roller. We would hand, hand rake stuff and... Um, all right. Try and find unique spots. How to big are those plots? plots in. The size of this room? Tenth of an acre? Yeah. Yeah. Sixteenth of an acre. I mean, tiny. And over the years, the progression on your property from a ten- one-tenth of an acre hand-raked plot to what? Now we put in, I mean, in total with the big field, we put in probably 15 acres of food. Um but a lot of our plots are That's the normal small. food plot progression. Yeah. Look at seriously. But I took years it took years to get to my ten, dad ten to years. pull our field out of ag so we could do it ourselves and leave the corn standing. So for the most part until I like when I bought my property it had the the lower secluded field we call the lower field. That was the five acre turned one. We, we thought it field. was five acres, we're like, this thing's huge. It's like under two acres. But it's still hu- like huge in comparison to what most people have the ability to plant, which is awesome. Yeah, and, you know, we just did a video um, last weekend of another new little micro plot. I would say the most frequent plots we put in because we try and put food 
all over um, are less than a quarter of an acre. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we've invested, we got the tractor with the rototiller on the back. You got to be careful of roots. And in our big field, you got to, there's so many rocks. It's Boulders. just crazy. Um, so we have a rototiller, we have a disc. Uh, we got a bigger disc because dad bought the big international harvester. He was Old pretty Jeffy proud of that bad boy. 1969 runs on gas. Still got the, the, the original tires on it too. No, no, he put new tires on it. Um, had the original tires on but, it. But you know, a lot of a lot of the food plots. I mean, when we went went from the rake to we would rent a we would go into town and rent a push rototiller. Oh yeah, I remember that. Then your dad <laughs> bought one, which I inherited, and then Jake stole it from me. Yeah. And then he broke it. Uh, you know, in, in small engines class in, in high school, I actually just met up with my buddy Tony from back in the day. And uh, we had to take apart a rototiller engine and put it back together in high school. Mm-hmm. And all you had to do to get an A was your engine had to start. So Tony did it for you and you just did that? No, no, no. I was hands-on. Our engine started. I forgot to hook up the throttle. <laughs> That sucker went and started hopping across the floor, and then it went boom. And well, it I was started. Like, I was like, "It started. We got our A." <laughs> True story. Um, uh, but no, like I, I think anything you can do to just rough up the soil, and you know, if you don't, I think one thing that we've really pushed on since we started the company was you don't need big acreage to put in a food plot and i know we post a lot of content of big food plots but we also post a lot of content of our in the woods plots and those have been a game changer like the food plot highway taking old trails and just converting them into a like a hot chick food plot like those those are game changers for your property and i think if you just start and just continue to build off of it and figure out new ways to introduce more food um that, you're you're going to get more deer. That's the natural progression. It's so much fun to watch people start with rakes, and that's why I asked because I knew the progression. But start with rakes, move up to, you know, rototillers, and then all of a sudden they have a, you know, a pull behind on their four-wheeler and then a tractor and whatever it is. Because when you start planting food plots, if you haven't done it before, the effectiveness and why they're so damn good, make you become addicted. You become just completely engaged in, like, how can I do more of this because it's so good. And somebody asked on here, like, what is the smallest food plot that you can plant? I bet the one below my house is less than a tenth of an acre. It's tiny, but they come and in And it there. might be one of the best food plots in the world. <laughs> Seriously. There'll be 25 deer in there at one time. So to his point, what's the smallest you can plant? If it's the size of this damn table and it gets you in a food plot and then plant the damn thing. Yeah. Seriously, because then you're, next year it's going to be three times the size of this table. Then you're going to cut down 10 more trees, and then it's going to be a half acre, and that's just how it works. Deer eat seven pounds of food per day. If you don't give it to them, somebody else will. So if you love hunting and you like killing deer and you like to eat venison, plant food plots because deer like to eat food. Yep. And you like to eat deer that eat the food. So it's a it's a pretty fun deal, I tell you. Um, and it's fun because it starts with a rake and some no BS and average success. And then you throw some lime down and cut a tree down and then it's a little bit bigger and then you add some hot chicken it's a little bit better. And then you buy a tractor and you cut down more trees. And all of a sudden it's like, holy crap, I got big deer on my camera. And we see it every day. People send us pictures like, I planted your food plot three weeks ago and I have big deer. And it's like, well, the food plot three weeks ago didn't grow you the big deer, but he likes to eat food and now you have it. So it's like, well, true, it's true. a fun, 
Fun True story. I don't. I don't even. I don't have a shooter on camera yet. Typically on our farm, we don't get. They just they summer elsewhere. There's big alfalfa fields and all that. And uh, my wife and I just bought a lot in. Just, it's north of Hudson, urban or suburban, I should say. Uh, there's houses and everything like that. And I put. You can put blocks and stuff out in St. Croix County and put a block out and. The first night, there's a slammer. Timmy's going to sell the property now. He's become an urban but hunter. Literally, I just put out, randomly put out a camera and put a block in front of it. I'm like, well, we'll see what we get for deer. I, I've had like 170 pictures since Sunday. I offered him 500 bucks an acre for the Boysville property. I'm still waiting for a reply. That's a hard pass. So. But like, literally, I mean, and that's. Yeah, I mean, Pyre, get that man a lemon breaker. It's not. Uh, it's not a big chunk. It's just they they want what we're giving them, and I'm like, all right, so we're gonna put put a food pot in. Mel didn't know that was like secretly in my thing of like, as we buy land, I need to be able to deer hunt. She didn't realize this. I think she does. Did. She live under a rock. I think she did. I just never she's got, really. She's got prego brain. Just like mashed potatoes up there right now, or what? I'm taking full advantage. We're gonna, we're gonna kill. Well, a deer she's dealt there. mashed potatoes for the last three years. So <laughs> no <it's>... shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it, it's all about providing them the nutrition that they need, and it's just, it's been amazing. I mean, fawns with triplets, fawns with the twins coming in. We've had four different bucks, like literally Heck just yeah. since Sunday, and. It's wild. All right. I'm going to answer a couple, and then I'll have you answer a couple so we can just keep – actually, you know what? Sammy, randomly select somebody here. Timmy, what are we going to give? First prize pack for asking a question on our little feed here. Jug of Dirty Deeds. A Jug of Dirty Deeds going to – don't forget that we got new beers and buck shirts, and we get a free legacy camel hat with every purchase tonight. Not to try to sell them, but they're pretty badass. Sam. Earth, Earth to Sam. In Minnesota, they move slow in Minnesota, so you gotta you say something. Then, like ten minutes later, it processes, um, and then maybe we'll have an answer here soon. Throw it into your randomizer, and send me a winner. Who we got? Zachary Caps. Zachary Caps, send us a message. You won one acre of dirty deeds. You demand. Boom. All right. Can hall pass be planted in a small shaded plot, or would it need to be planted in full sun? All right, Madison, I'm going to answer this one for you, and I'm going to ask you to send me a picture. Just DM us a picture. Shade can mean a lot of different things, and dense shade is no bueno for most things. Uh, filtered light, semi, semi-shade, semi hall pass is actually pretty effective in shady areas. If it's super, super shaded, we're going to probably tell you to hold off on the hall pass and plant hot chicken comeback kid early spring with no leaf canopy. Send me a pic. We can answer it. All right, Timmy, I got one for you. I have about 60 acres I hunt. Sweet. I love that. That's uh, 20 times the size of my property. Uh, 20 is corn, and I cleared about one to one and a half acres to put in a food plot. Love that. Since there's corn, should I worry about planting something that is going to be better early in the season rather than later? And if so, what seed would you recommend? Uh, Jordan Smirk. Timmy, one to one and a half acres. That's a big plot. Up against corn. What are you going to plant? And Zachary Cap sent us a message. He like he he likes winning things. I like that. I like that. I mean, we have standing corn all around us, but the reality is, if the farmers come in 
and it could be. I mean, we we've seen them come in during gun season, like m- mid late November, and take the corn off. Oh, yeah. They can um, do it at any time. So I think it's kind of dependent. I think you could kind of very like you're gonna want something for winter for them to feed on. If you want to hold deer. All right, what are you planting? You got an acre and a half. Holy smokes. Well, I didn't know it was. Jordan I it fell was a, asleep in between when I you started the a, conversation and I where you are now. I thought it was a two-part question. I was answering he just the, wants to know what to plant his plot, bro. Okay. He I'll, doesn't need your whole life story. Okay, well, if you're going an acre and a half, I would go <laughs> half acre big sexy. Oh, I like it. I would go quarter half acre green machine. Oh, boy. And I would go a half acre of Sugar Mama, and I would establish a clover plot for next year. Are you going to do this in right now? Three right different now. strips. No, or are you yeah, plant somewhere on the outside. No, or I would keep it Jordan sectioned out here. out here. And what I would do is figure out where you want your clover plot to be next year, and plant your Sugar Mama there. Because you're going, if you have like an that? acre and a half, put a half acre of that into a perennial. All for it. Love that plan. And then you can mix and match your brassicas on the uh, other ones and. Um, that's what I would do. All right. <clears throat> I felt like, uh, felt like, the heat. Well, I was just felt trying the to need for trying speed. To, trying to help Jordan out here. Sorry, bedtime I, I, is coming seven, up soon. It's seven thirty-seven. I didn't realize we were running out. Of, I didn't Ooh-wee. time check on forty acres with about seven smaller plots, biggest maybe an eighth acre. What would you guys plant to mix it up with? If he must be typing on his cell phone, uh, mix it up with a few different blends or keep it all kind of the same. Gosh, I love no BS. There's a couple philosophies here. Some guys would plant the whole thing the same so that when it's on, it's on. When it's off, it's off. But I disagree. Thanks to cell cams now, you can ma- you can monitor all the plots at all the same times. So why wouldn't you plant as much variety as you can to make sure that no matter what time of the year is, you have something? So to Timmy's point, a couple of them are going into no BS because it's as good as it gets in a mm. small plot. Couple are going to go into Green Machine because it's my favorite and I like it. I love Green Machine. It's so good. Hall Pass deserves at least a little bit of it, and then. Uh, and the good news is, maybe is a little like, hot shake. I don't know the shade, but the shell. Those the, are the perfect it, little guy. If it's like really shady, yeah. Again, like if it's a shady area, or you're going to have a canopy, we like to put those in in the spring. Yep. Before the leaves come in, if it's getting good sun. Like then, Let world is your. Yep. Is it world is your oyster? Oh, it is. Yep. That's it. Yeah. All right. Um, so no BS, green machine, hall pass, hot chick. Let's look at those four, Zach, and uh, let us know on the sunlight. That'll help us determine. Laura Baker, how many booners does an acre of showstopper yield? I think the Bakers killed two booners last year. Am I right? I know Corey killed one, and Corey's cousin killed one. That's two. Laura, I don't think you killed one, but she's something a big giant six pointer. They got a pallet of seed today, so they're gonna be busy. We had, uh, I've had one opportunity on our land at a booner. We called him the freak, and I uncovered my neighbor. My neighbor Jason popped by and got some seed the other day, and we started talking. And he's got a buck that he had on camera on on his uncle's farm, Ooh. and it's looking strangely familiar. Oh, and I go got some freak jeans. And this is, you're talking probably 15 years ago. It was a Polaroid picture. I mean, it Seriously. was it was old, but this buck was Not massive. And he goes, yep, it came 2009? through. He goes, I blatted at it. I blatted at it. I couldn't get it to stop. And he's like, 
I ended up taking a shot and I missed him. I was like, yeah, I had that same buck come through chasing four does. And I was like, hey, hey, yelling at it. It stopped just past my shooting lane and gave, gave me the middle hook. You should have bladded at it. I tried bladding at it first. Thing then it was 15 yards away, biggest buck I've ever had. Couldn't couldn't kill it. And we Brendan and I shined it. Ooh. And then it but then it just magically disappeared. That's mm. sounds like a little fishy. Sounds like somebody <laughs> did something naughty. Yeah. I'd like to, or got hit by a car like the booner I was chasing. Like once. if I if I found out somebody did something fishy with that deer, I'd kick him in the shin. I would too. I'd kick him somewhere else. It hurt more. All right, Easton. Dude, I don't know a shin kick. That. All right, you stand up. I'll kick you in the shin, and then I'll kick you in the nuts, and we'll let the audience decide which one hurt more. But I feel like a, a nut kick gives you like a thirty-minute. Ooh, that hurt. Like a shin. But kick? the instant hurt is like. I'm not gonna say. I almost said like giving birth, but I can't imagine what that's like. Have you ever took one to the shin? I have. I've also taken one of the freaking. Knackers? Yeah. I'll take Fair. the shin all day. All right. All right. Whew. Well, I'll kick him in the shin. You kick him in the knacks. Well, then obviously. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Easton, We're going to move on. What's the best way to oversee the mother load plot, and what's the best seed for that occasion? Well, it depends on a lot of factors. Um, I like using Hall Pass or Green Machine and doing it l- as late into the year as possible. Those beans are going to stay green longer than your egg beans. And some of the other things in there are going to brown up, like the buckwheat and whatnot. So, I mean, you're going to have some graze pressure. So maybe you can overseed the edges sooner, but then wait kind of later into September to overseed the rest of it with Hall Pass or Green Machine. And as those leaves brown, those seeds will get sunlight, and you're going to get some greens that kind of grow up through there. So that that's one of my recommendations. Um, if it's a, I mean, if it's a, just a complete jungle that's four feet tall, which motherload can be with lab lab and forage peas and forage beans and all the goodness that's in there you may want to terminate some of it and seed and then over overseed some of it too so you've got options with mother load love that mix tons of protein and you're going to have green past past your egg beans which is fun yep all right timmy um just planted overhaul for late summer plot in louisiana mm. want to seed in some bombshell for hunting season love that would you recommend cutting the existing overhaul or can i just broadcast into it I think it kind of depends, like, you know, how, how how thick is it? Can you get good seed-to-soil contact? You know, a lot of times that the the buckwheat in overhaul will grow, and then they'll just hammer it. So how hammered is your plot? Are they, like, are they hitting it good, or is it thick? If it's thick and you're not going to get good seed-to-soil contact, broadcast it in, or, sorry, uh, till it in. Um, that's going to add more nutrients down into your soil and then plant it. Um like we have a, a spot on the land this year where we just tried just putting just straight buckwheat in. Well, it's going to be all stems because mm-hmm. they're going to hammer it. Once it hits maturity, they come in and just crush buckwheat. Well, then you got nothing. So that makes more sense to broadcast into. But with the variety that we have in overhaul, I'm assuming there'll be some good undergrowth there. You're going to have some radishes and some clovers that are ripping. So, yeah. Love it. Assess, take a picture, send it to us. We'll help you. Yes, please send us a picture. An outcome. All right. Cody, have an old farm field with some weeds in. I know the feeling. Looking to create a micro plot. Is there a domain blend that I can mow, till, broadcast, and have it grow? All of them. Basically, try not to use chemicals. I'm okay with having some weeds in there, 
but still want it to be productive. Also, what are your thoughts on having a licking stick and a man-made watering hole? This guy's going to kill a booner. In southeast Wisconsin and its open area, um, food, October, November. Holy shit. All right. All right, Cody. This is amazing, A. Uh, B, have you done any of the work yet is the question I have. But, yes, you can mow till broadcast microplot. Let's call it a quarter acre. I'm going green machine, and I'm going to mix in just a little bit of hot chick. Here's why. Um, so you're going to mow it, do a light till two inches or less. That'll uproot or unearth less weeds. Plant green machine and hot chick. In the fall, green machine is going to grow fast. Hot chick's going to establish itself below that, giving you perennials for years to come. Yes to the licking stick. We share pictures of Timmy's licking stick. Licking branch. That sounded really weird. <laughs> we share Timmy's pictures of Timmy's licking stick. Ooh. I'm gonna get, we're gonna this get gets can- back to we're gonna get canceled. Get back to Spencer's. Oh my god! Spin whatever spinner, oh, spinner, spinner in the licking yeah. stick. I just don't want to get. Boy. I don't want to go there again. I right, we went right. to a deep place. Redirect, redirect. All Whoop. right, so I'm gonna call it licking branch. All right, so yes to the licking branch. Um, they're incredibly effective. Um, watering hole, absolutely better than a bait pile. Come November, it's not too much. It's perfect. You need water. You need food. I assume somewhere you've got some cover, and if you give them that licking branch. That's the social area to hang out in in the middle of your food plot. Find a nice so, oak. Find a nice oak branch that's got leaves with, and just bury that. Oh yeah, in I love there. it. All right, Cody, send us pictures of your grip and grin. Uh, let's see here, Jeff. In your opinion, what is the best way? Oh man, no till or till and why? I'm gonna answer this and then I'm gonna let you add add on. The word best. I hate that word. Every plot has its own way. Yep. For some people, no-till is the way. For other people, tilling is the way. I would suggest you do it your way. If you have success, continue it. If you don't, change your ways. Great advice. Like, I, sorry. Like, any, I mean, any. There's no black and white. Like, this is how you do it. This is how I you think, don't. I think it kind of depends so. on what you're dealing with for soil. Like, I mean, I go down to, like, my my wife's parents' place. They're down in Buffalo County, and the, is Buffalo County any good? Haven't heard of it. Yeah, it's pretty pretty decent. Where's that? Like Western Minnesota? Oh no. Oh, it's well. They call it the Golden Triangle, and you know, um, I thought the Golden Triangle. Was but the like crazy good black dirt holds a ton of moisture. Um, I think it really depends, and mo- most people don't have good soil like that like i mean their soil down there like you could probably like dig it up and sell it and like that's what people would put in the beds of their garden like I, good black dirt holds moisture i mean a lot of the the fields around our area back in the day what they did is they scraped the black dirt off and they sold it and they made a f- fortune <laughs> so what are we left with blow sand and shale rocks. and rocks it's like thanks a lot a <laughs> holes um but I think it really depends on what type of soil you're working with because I deep down that's like you look at Buffalo County, you look at Iowa, you look at these areas that like just consistently produce giant bucks, their soil is amazing. Better soil grows better food. Yes, more nutrients, like all of it lines up to that. And, yep. you know, it's not to say you can't shoot big bucks in poor soil areas. It's just different. And the plants 
don't provide the same amount of nutrient that they do if they're growing up in black dirt versus shale. Genetics, age, nutrition. Exactly. So you know that those are the three things. That's what we've like been battling. Not. We've been battling it for years, and and the fact that the all the bucks on our properties, like we have transient bucks, they probably have a five six mile range, because all I the one buck I shot the double brow was on Casey's. Oh yeah, it, that's four miles away all summer, and then all of a sudden during the rut he shows up and I kill him, like so, and then you go to like Uncle John's and their bucks just stay there. And it, it's just, there's so many variations of land is not the same one mile away from your land as it is on your land. The soil's not the same. And all these different variations come into play when it comes into like, what is the optimal food plot mix to help you achieve more success and there's no guarantees there's no guarantees that you're just going to put a food plot in and all of a sudden you shoot a booner like you might but you might you know you might pull that buck in i'll take my risk i'll take that chance you know so but i think that's kind of the reality of it is just do what you can with what you have and test it and track it tune it tune it I got really Wisconsin there. Yeah, that was all oh, tune it, eh? Well, I was up in Brainerd today. Oh yeah, you you're know, up in the I North Country. I got up, up to in Northern North Country. Today, I was eh? up in Northern Minnesota and oh, ran yeah. into Jordan Ura and his wife, and yep, you know things got weird up there. Things get weird made it up back there. for beers and bucks. It's dark like twenty hours of the day up there. Things get weird. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird place. All right, what do we got next here? Let's see. Uh, planted Showstopper two weeks ago. Should everything that was going to germinate already germinate? I have a few bare spots. Should I broadcast a little more in the bare spots? How much showstopper seed would you use to plant a little eighth acre plot? Well, the showstopper jug plants a half acre. So what's that? Use a third of the jug? Something like that? Quarter? Use less than half. Um, and I'd wait. Two weeks is not quite enough time yet. I don't know. Some of those seeds might be buried deeper than others. Yep. Um, and also, bare spots aren't bad at two weeks necessarily. Uh, I would rather see some bare spots than a, a carpet of seed at that point. Tiny showstopper seeds grow big, giant brassica plants, um, rutabaga plants. So give it a couple more weeks. It's only August 26th. And if you want, more. Megan, send us a picture. But chances are you're in good shape. If not, in the next couple of weeks, you can always add a little bit more seed in there. I, I would definitely wait until – because you, you've got time. 100%. And- like Timmy, what's your favorite day to plant fall food plots? When it's gonna rain. Oh, you're a prick. No, I'm being dead serious. I like, hate that. We answer. we want we want to get pick a day. What's your favorite color? I don't know. There there is no day. You got a favorite color. You got a favorite day. You know, and I mean August twentieth. The real the That's reality is day. is like we we run a food plot business, so I try and get my plots in early so they mature so we can get pictures and how's that working out for you so far this year tim i've been busy (laughs) haven't got them in um but the reality is is like i always go back to my dad's 11 pointer that he killed where the beans failed when did you plant that we planted it 21st end of august damn right you did and the the winter peas were maturing they were coming in and this buck showed up so i don't have a date there isn't a date August 20th. Forget the weather. Assume the weather's perfect. Whatever day you pick, what's your day? 
okay, Dave doll, like, listen here, the weather determines when I'm going to put my fall plot in. And that doesn't always work out. Sometimes See, plant maturity determines when I want to put mine in. And the reason that show supper was so good, Dave Dahl's a weather guy, is because you planted it August twenty first. That's four weeks. Yes, but so you had you had fresh growing little plants that's going to attract deer. Yes, that's but if why it doesn't, your dad if it, that but deer. if it doesn't rain, it, we had good rain three times after we planted it. Say your say your property's four hours from you, and you get up there two times a summer, and that's when you're going to plant. What day are you going to plant? Read the farmer's almanac. Oh God. <sighs> All right, I digress. I can't. I August twentieth is a great date, but I guess our point is that plant it whenever you can. Obviously, weather weather is is what it is. But I would encourage you to consider plant maturity when you're planting. We get in such a a race to plant, which is fine, um, especially with the spring we had. I totally get it, and I plant whenever you can. But the later into the summer that you plant, you're going to encourage more deer attracted to that and feeding in it in September and October and November. If you like to bow hunt, those are pretty pretty good months to do that. And I, I was giving you shit, but seriously, planting August 21st was the best thing that could have happened to that plot because four weeks in, you had all these plants that are hitting 30 days of maturity, which is a really neat spot because there's tons of protein in there and there's a whole bunch of plants that are doing things. And that big 10 pointer found it and he's like, Oh my God, this 11. is whatever. This is the best thing ever. And he was there every single night at 7 PM and your dad killed him. So, I mean, plant maturity. Did... Where was I? You weren't hunting. Plant maturity. <laughs> I had a wedding. Plant. Yeah. We... I, I was just starting to date That's Mel right. and yeah. I couldn't bail on the wedding and. Dad's like, I don't think I'm going to go there. I got the text. I went down. You go down there and you kill that buck and sure as shit. Pretty sweet. Yeah. He did that two years in a row. Uh, But plant maturity dictates when deer eat stuff. Planting it early, not bad. It just means you're probably going to have more food later in the year that they're going to be attracted to. Planting late, not bad. means those first three months of season are going to be prime for you. You're not going to have as much food into January. So plant your plots based on when you want to hunt or... Like most of us who are busy or travel a long ways, plant it when you can. It's, can you, it's a very gray area. Can you add lime after the plants are growing? We have. Yeah. Just don't bury it in lime. Yeah. Broadcast in some Pell lime before rain if you can. Huh. We have a ton of questions to answer. I'll get to all these at some point here in the next couple of days. There's so many good ones. But uh, Sammy Boy, we got to give one more winner something. It's got to be off of the original Facebook post because that was that was our promise. They're going to get a new Beers and Bucks t-shirt. Ooh. And, and. Uh-oh. Big and. Don't get mad at me. Just don't give them some we don't have. They're going to get a bag of hall pass. Oh. Pick me. A Beers and Bucks t-shirt and a bag of hall pass? Yep. Dear God. Wow, that's a that's a that's a that's, that's a, a legitimate. That's awesome. That's a legitimate prize. What do we got, Sammy? Jeremy Dixon. Jeremy Dixon, you're the man down in Louisiana. Ooh, hall pass. And I tell you what, he was looking for something to overseed into his overhaul. There he we just go. Hall pass, baby. Oh my gosh, Jeremy Dixon, send us a message with your shirt size, please. Whether you like it or not, you're going to be wearing a Beers and Bucks T-shirt, and you're going to be playing hall pass. Yeah. 
That's facts, Jack. I promise I've missed a lot of questions on our live feed tonight, which we'll get to. We'll answer them all thoroughly. You might not like our answers, but we'll answer them. Oh, Pilo, my my old uh, college roommate just joined. Thanks for joining late to the party here, pal. You're never late to the party, man. Ever. Ever. What is the maturity time on illicit? About 60 days, typically. You're going to get those those radishes grow extremely fast. Um, and I tell you what, I'm going to go on a little tangent here. If you have bad soil, if you have sandy soil, if you're looking to improve your soil, if you're not sure how good your food plot's going to grow, if you need something to grow fast, if you want to provide early season food and late season food, those that ting illicit is about as good as it gets. It can grow anywhere. Spencey and the boys were growing it in the the gravel in our driveway. The UPS guy stomps on it every time he comes, and it just grows right back. Well, I mean, you look at you look at our our big field, and like they they came out and helped plant it last year. I mean, it is brutal. It is out there. Like it is. It's like the Sahara. Like the best the best we ever had was when the farmer came out and spread a bunch of goat shit out there. Oof. Best beans I've ever seen. Uh, but now we put a bunch of dirty deeds out there, and uh, but last year they went and brought and Spencer did a better job than Jake. Um, his side of the illicit plot we'll turned out a, way better. We'll have to have a plant off again this year to see who. Well, we're gonna need it. We we'll add about, Sammy into the mix and old. We got about Jaldine. fourteen. We got we'll about fourteen, 14 acres to we'll get Cam the replant. man in there. We'll be a. We'll have five guys just going. We need uh, slinging seed. Oh. I have another point to make. What? I'm pretty sure, um, pretty sure, sure Joe Rogan Ooh. follows us because he's been using the phrase "going ham." Ooh, a lot. We've been using that ever since Jeffy went ham on that steak. Yeah, you're, uh, he he did. He went ham on it, and now uh, I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan. And he's like, "Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, it's going ham on it," and I'm like, "He's probably a fan of Jeff." I we probably need to facilitate a meet. I would suspect he probably I'm pretty us sure, pretty closely. I'm pretty sure with the explosiveness of our podcast in comparison to his, he'd probably... He's probably just feeling the impact. He is. Like all it, of his people are moving over to us. Yeah, the Beers and like, Bucks podcast. What's going on with this? I lost one follower today. <laughs> uh, oh, one more shit. thing before we're done, because we brought up the ham and it made me think of Kentucky. Tell you what, Brian is busting his ass. He's going to put in like 60 food plots, and it's on its way. It should be there tomorrow. I'm 60 pumped. of them. I think it could be Timmy's year. It's my year. It might be Timmy's year. I, I just... The horseshoe has been passed, and I don't want to tell you how I took the horseshoe from Mike because it was up there deep, but I now I have the horseshoe because I'm about to have a kid, all right? I, I need this. See, that's the problem. The more you need something. I'm not going to put pressure on it. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to sit there. I'm going to bring my sidearm again because I'm probably going to be on the freaking ghost farm. Um, so I will say this. Somebody may have leaked some photos to me. You might want to sit there. Well, that's my farm. I told you. I'm I'm all in on the ghost farm. There's a pretty good deer on the ghost farm. Yeah, well, it's mine. But, I mean, it's Brian. There's good deer everywhere. You're going to be hunting one. In your case, hunting is all you'll be doing. Just send me to the oldest slave plantation in Kentucky and let me sit there for two hours before it gets late. I'm not afraid. 
I just hope you don't shoot yourself. I don't, I don't get afraid when I sit there for an hour after dark at all. I'm calm as a cat. I remember when we picked you up at Grundy, and uh, we're like, do we screw them or not? And I was like, no, he's going to shoot himself or one of us or somebody's going to get shot. Like, no, we're not screwing with this guy. He's already on pins and needles right now. I'm sitting in this sand. I'm like, they're some, coming They're coming soon. Do we shake some chains? No. They're coming soon. I, I think they're. He's in a vulnerable state right now. Oh, Don't do anything. It's a horrifying place to hunt. Needless to awesome. say, like, when I go hunting, like, I hunt, I see some cool stuff. Like, maybe I'll see a grouse walk by, or maybe I'll see some deer. But the experiences that you experience while deer hunting... You can't even make up. Maybe you should come You've this year. You've been attacked year. by a flock of squirrels or a, whatever you call a bunch of squirrels in a nest. That happened. Yep. What else? What else happened? Owls. An owl. Yeah, you got chased down by an owl, which has been like, what, 16 owl attacks in the history of the world, and you were the 17th? Yep. Pretty incredible. What else happened? There was like five things that happened on your hunt that nobody's ever well, experienced I had that, in I had life. that rabbit try and sneak up yeah, on me. Yeah, that, that was just on the trail. Maybe it was just a squirrel and the owl. I've had some I don't weird know. stuff. Maybe you need to just start videoing for me. Then you could be a part of it with me. That's the only way you're going to get, get me to not kill a buck. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny because I just, just. You would have, there would be one trail behind go. the tree where I wouldn't be able to shoot and you could only shoot from the camera stand and your lucky ass I'll would take shoot that it. spot. Yeah. Maybe we should set that up. We'll for see. Day. The boys were giving me shit last year. He's like, oh, what are you going to do? Hunt like four times and kill a deer? It's like, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. And they're all like, it's July 10th. I got a shooter on camera. What do I do? It's like, I haven't even looked at my cameras in three months. I'm starting to geek I'm out sure over be, these bucks that I got. I'm sure. I, be, oh, God. I need to, I need to I get I think Sam done. and I are the most aligned here. Jake and Spency, they're, they're off the deep end. Now you're going to be off the deep end with this new property. They all got big bucks they're chasing. Sam and I are just cool, calm, and collected. And we're going to kill the deer. It's because you don't hunt. I hunt very effectively, obviously. Fair. I hunt four times and killed a deer when I have a chance. Oh, this is my final, final. Final, final. All right, folks. Thanks to uh, Lemon Breaker. Thanks to Hop and Barrel for the Lemon Breaker. Check them out. They're having a big, uh, damn it. I was supposed to know the dates, but they're having a big bash. Go to the Hop and Barrel Facebook page. They're having like a big par- big street party or something like that that I should, I should know about, but I don't. But I'll be there. Um, check them out. They're starting to kind of make their way through Wisconsin and Minnesota. So if you buy that, buy one or stop in, make sure you say that uh, we sent you. Yeah. Because that's nice. Sell it on domain. And I will, we will answer all these questions here in the next couple of days. Happy planting. Thanks for your business and support. Cheers to planting season. Thanks for listening to the Beers and Bucks podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you're at it, leave us a rating and review so others can find out about the show.